This is Forever Living Truth, a series of conversations about living life in light of eternity. I'm Brian Eide, and this is our first episode, and we're entitling this The Truth About Truth. Let me just start this episode by expressing my heart for Forever Living Truth, for the, for the podcast, for the blog. My heart, just simply put, is to really equip Christians to dig deeper. If we are understanding the big picture of, of eternity uh, and our calling as Christians, then we really ought to be living notably different than the rest of the world around us. The world, I think, is just desperately wanting to see that Christianity actually makes a difference in the way we live. And for too long, and for too many of us, it really hasn't made much of a difference. If we really take the scriptures to heart and we really seek to begin to apply them and to stir each other to do the same, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see an amazing fruit that is born in the lives of those that are in the church, the, the true believers. And I think it's going to be really winsome to those around us. So know that up front, that my heart is really to spur us to dig deeper. Now, I don't have a lock on this. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm learning in this, but I want us uh, to encourage one another. And so even as you're coming to this podcast, I'm encouraged just to know that your heart is to hopefully grow and to dig deeper yourselves. Well, back to today's topic, the truth about truth. As we begin, I want us to connect the big picture of this heart that I'm talking about for growing deeper and spurring each other, challenging each other to really live out the faith and the concept of truth. If we are not committed to pursuing truth, if we're not serious about living out the truth, we cannot grow deeper in our faith. And so it's really essential that we get this right. We really need to start out just with some foundational ideas about truth. One of the core ideas of our modern culture is that truth is constantly changing. It changes from person to person. It changes from culture to culture or country to country. It changes potentially even from time period, era to era. Everyone is thought to have their own truth and they live by that truth. And that's supposedly good for you to, you know, do you or to live by your truth. And for you to call somebody else's truth into question is seen as a clear form of arrogance. That idea that truth is changing or relative, it's the foundation of a philosophy we'd really call postmodernism. That's a big word to describe what really, I think, has a stranglehold on our culture. Because if we really live this way, there's really no way we can hold each other accountable to anything. But this idea really is anything but modern. The reality is that nature, the nature of truth, it's been a stumbling block for humanity since really the beginning. And we can go back in the scripture, we can go back to a conversation that's going to be held between Jesus and Pontius Pilate. This, this conversation happens in John chapter 18. Let me just go ahead and read. I'm going to read from the ESV and we're going to kick right in with Pilate. You know, the context is Jesus is being put on trial unjustly. He's been whisked out in the middle of the night, not in accordance with Jewish law. And then he's been handed over to Pilate. Well, Pilate says this. Pilate summoned Jesus and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? 
Is that your own idea, Jesus asked? Or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew, Pilate replied? Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? retorted Pilate. Well, in this little interchange, I think we can see really a great twist of irony because this encounter reveals that Pilate was ultimately the one being interrogated and not Jesus. How strange. Pilate's final retort to Jesus, I, I really don't think that was a genuine question. Rather, it's a clear proclamation that he refused to submit to truth that didn't suit his own desires. Pilate is stumbling over the very nature of truth. But for the sake of clarity, really, for the remainder of this podcast, I want us to ask, what is truth? And we're going to make five observations about the nature of truth in doing so. So let's just jump right into that. The five truths about truth. The first truth about truth, the standard of truth is found in something outside of us. In light of our current culture and our time, hey, there's a lot of Christians that get tripped up on this very thing. Truth is not found within us. Within us is found feelings. And so the foundation for truth, it's not ultimately found in each of us. We're all capable of making errors in our judgment of what's true. And worse yet, we've got a tendency to be self-deceived when our emotions or our feelings get tangled up in the decision-making process. We can't rely upon ourselves individually or collectively to determine what is true. You know, this first truth about truth is pretty offensive. We like to determine what's true or what's true for us according to how we feel. But truth involves comparison to something outside of us. It involves the work of looking for an objective reality. And so many of the things that we claim are true simply are feelings. And so this first truth about truth has got to be something that radically redefines our whole approach to life, and especially life when it comes to ethical matters. So again, that first truth about truth is that the standard of truth is found in something outside of us. Well, let's move to a second truth about truth. Truth corresponds to what is real. Let me say that again. Truth corresponds to what is real. That this, this is pretty deep, right? Hey, truth is what is real. But I need to say that. This means that truth both defines reality and that truth is logical. Okay, Truth doesn't violate the law of non-contradiction. And that's simply to say that two Contrary ideas about what is true can't be true at the same time and in the same way. One plus one can't be two at the same time we would insist that it, one plus one is three. It, it, those two are contradictory. And while we might wish that truth were something other than what it is, 
are wishing to be different or for it to be different doesn't change that reality. So rather than asking what I feel to be true, we must constantly ask what is true, even when that truth goes against our preferences. So that is our truth about truth. Number two, the third truth about truth is that truth is unchanging. And because truth corresponds to what is real, that means we can't simply change the standards of truth to conveniently fit our situation. And truth is true even when we're inconvenienced by it. You know, we all are inclined to insist on a changing standard when it suits us. It's just, it's convenient. Hey, who wants to be wrong? Who wants to be caught in consequence of wrong? Everybody can fall prey to this at times. But you know, at the same point, everybody also appeals to absolute or unchanging truth when it matters most. Cries for justice simply wouldn't make sense if truth was constantly changing. Think about it. We know that child abuse is wrong and we rail against it when we see it. We demand justice. But if there was no such thing as absolute truth, how could we ever bring a perpetrator to court and ultimately to justice? Justice and the justice system demand that we are recognizing absolute truth. The same goes with our current topic of racism. How can we even address the topic of racism if there is no absolute truth by which to call racism wrong? We live every day with the assumption that absolute truth exists. And so we've got to recognize that. That is truth number three about truth. Truth is unchanging. Our fourth truth about truth is that truth is a person. That's right. I said truth is a person. The scripture is clear that Jesus is the personification and embodiment of truth. And this is implied in his dialogue with Pilate. He says, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Well, why is that? Because he is the truth. Jesus makes this even more clear when he proclaims, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. John 14, 6. But let's catch that again. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. He is the truth personified. The idea that there is one truth found in one person is so offensive to the majority of humanity. But let's back up and think that through. It's entirely logical that the author and giver of all of life embodies truth and is the standard for what is true. The one who made us and defines truth can define truth because he himself is the truth. And because Jesus is also known as the word made flesh, we recognize that the scripture is clear and it's an infallible or unerring guide to the truth. Truth number five about truth. Truth governs the moral realm. You know, this means that truth not only informs us of what is ethical, but it also is going to make a demand on how we should live. Ultimately, humans don't like being told how to live or that how they're living is wrong or worse yet, even evil. 
But this really is the biggest problem that people have with the truth. Truth is, by very nature, going to infringe on our lives. When truth is truth, it means that things that aren't truth are error. And that means that we might at times find ourselves living in error. We're in the wrong. Truth exposes our attempts to rationalize ideas and behaviors that run counter to the truth giver. Truth reveals our sinfulness, in short. And let's wrap this up as we've looked at just five truths about truth. The truth about truth is ultimately reason to rejoice. How disillusioned, think this through, how disillusioned we would be if there was no such thing as truth, if it didn't exist. Because truth is real and because there are objective, unchanging standards that are going to hold true for all people, it actually gives us confidence to make our decisions, both big and small. And because the source of all truth is actually found in a person, Jesus Christ, this means that the discovery of truth isn't merely some emotionless, academic kind of a pursuit. It's ultimately meant to impact us relationally, at the core of who we are. And think about that, how amazing it is to realize that to find the fullness of truth is also to find and know God himself. That's amazing. Finally, the pursuit of truth guides us to what is ethically good. And while it can at times be overwhelming to contend against the lies and the deceptions that plague our fallen world around us, Christians can actually take heart knowing that truth is on their side as they're pursuing it. We've got access to the truth and the truth that this world so desperately needs. Let's take these realities now and, and run to the Father in prayer. Heavenly Father, we rejoice that you are the truth, that you cannot lie. We rejoice that you are light and that in you no darkness is found. Lord God, give us a heart that not only rejoices in the truth, but a heart to walk in the truth. Give us the strength to resist the temptations to lie and deceive others around us. Help us to be people of truth. Help us to become people who will hold to the truth, even when it costs us to do so. This is not the heart of the world around us. We know that, Father. But we recognize that you have called us out of the world and have charged us to walk in the light. May your Holy Spirit equip us for this task, for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. I leave you with the words of John coming out of 3 John. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. Mm -hmm.